Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny, off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news, from the wild and funny, to the deep and hidden, to the absolutely ridiculous. I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker. I'm a comedian, and I've been enjoying pickleball recently, Mark, uh, which puts my age range very precisely somewhere between 32 <laughs> and 133 years old. <laughs> That's super precise, man. Um, yes. Uh, hey, everyone. I'm Mark Kendall. I'm an Atlanta-based comedian, and I am, uh, you know, I just got to give a shout out to Sparkling Water uh, coming mm. through the clutch today. I was like, I was feeling a little parched earlier today, went with some sparkling water, and on this day, it just really hit the spot, you know? It's so much better than regular water. What is that? It's, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, it, 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 those extra bubbles when it's what you're, when it's, when it's what I'm in the mood for, it's just makes, makes water so much fun, you know? When are you not in the mood for seltzer water, Mark? When I guess, you know, when is it? I'll, I'll be straight up. Like, uh, if it's like, <laughs> let's say if I'm in the middle of the night and I'm getting a glass of water, maybe I yeah. don't need all that fizz, you know? Or Got if it's it. just like, if I'm Smart. like super, Partially, I'm just trying to like guzzle some water. I may not need all that fizziness, but other right. than that, a day like today, sparkling water coming through the club, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, hey everyone, today is a weekly roundup episode. So, we're going to be talking about headlines that caught our eye recently. And to start that off, uh, we're going to do our uh, ridiculous news nibbles round. So, these are some uh, kind of fun, interesting headlines that we've found recently. Uh, so, to kick things off, uh, this headline, Bill, I uh, want to hear what you think about this. Uh, so it turns out it's illegal for people under 21 to buy canisters of whipped cream in New York. And so this mm. is coming out of NBC New York. And uh, so there's a sign up 
uh, on Stewart's convenience store in New York City, uh, and it reads, effective, uh, 8-12-22, or August 12th, 2022, uh, we will be IDing for whipped cream. Must be 21 years old. And so you might be asking, Bill, listeners, you might be asking what, what happened, what's going yeah. on. You know, I thought everyone could have whipped cream, didn't know it was legal. Well, the thing is, as you may already know, uh, the cans can be used as an inhalant. And so sometimes people, teens, uh, use the nitrous oxide, uh, which is also known as like laughing gas, in the whipped cream canister to get high. Uh, so it's referred to as whippets, you know. And so because yeah. of that, uh, they've made it, the canisters, illegal to buy if you're under 21. Uh, in the state of New York. Let me tell you, Mark, you know, not surprised. Because <laughs> I knew coming in when I saw this headline. I mean, they put it, they put the age on there, but I knew about the whippets. Yeah. I have been to my fair share of concerts, the hippie crack, <laughs> as they refer to it, you know, and also been to my fair share of dentists who I really greatly appreciate them using the nitrous oxide. Now, mm. if Dennis used a little whipped cream in your mouth every once in a while, too. That also mm. could be maybe a welcome addition. But, you know, not not surprised, you know, poor teens, they were trying to have fun with their nitrous <laughs> oxide. It is, you know, the way that people sometimes abuse it, of course, is dangerous. Um, it's, a, it's a very interesting drug. Um, I'm not trying to encourage anyone to go out there and do whippets, um, but it's it, it it is a common. It's it's you know, the hippie crack has been common. I've I've seen it around, and um, you know, hopefully they don't go after dentists next. Yeah. Uh, well, the article goes on to say that it comes with a $250 fine for the first offense of selling whipped cream canisters to someone under 21, and then up to $500 for subsequent violations. That, that should stop teens, I would think. And as a teenager, $250, $500. Um, well, I guess that's the people selling it. I wonder what happens to the, the – I mean, what happens to the teens? They just have a great time. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a terrible time. Uh, but you know what's what's been your experience, Mark? Have you had um, laughing gas when you go to the dentist? I have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've had laughing gas, but it definitely made it much easier. Uh, just because you know, I'm just like, hey, I'm just chilling. I'm just here. I I kind of want to. I kind of want a canister sometimes to roll around when it's just a hard day and just <laughs> like like it's a thing of oxygen, but it's nitrous oxide. Uh, you know, one of my favorite. I had a, a dentist growing up and very sweet hygienist and all that. And I was very nervous about. It was actually my wisdom teeth getting taken out. Yes. And I think the Man. dentist prescribed me like two Xanax or something like that to help me before the. Um, procedure and I remember the dental hygienist came in and she goes, What did you say to get him to prescribe you Xanax? How about I got three kids and I've been working way too hard? <laughs> Do you think that'll get him to give me some what, did, what was the magic words you used, Bill? So <laughs> you know, I, I do I, I I right now I don't have a dentist that uses it that often. Um it's because I'm trying to use it to go to a cheaper dentist, but every once in a while I'm like, oh maybe I should just splurge. Yeah, I think the last time I had laughing gas that I can remember was a wisdom tooth removal, which is yeah. intense. You know, yeah, that was my memory of it. Yeah, yeah, that is yeah, it is intense, and you got to sit there and eat, just you know, drink insure nonstop, <laughs> which also the official drink of pickleball. You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, you know, this next story is a fun one, Mark. It's about Miss England, and she's a finalist in the first in pageant's history to compete without makeup. That's right. Um, Melissa Rofe, a 20-year-old college student from South London, moved forward at the pageant's semifinals on Monday after opting for a bare-faced look, and now she'll compete in the finals this October for the crown. And, you know, in the picture, she looks beautiful, you know, and I wouldn't have thought uh, that she wasn't wearing makeup. And, you know, I think kudos to her. I, when I am in front of the camera or something, please put makeup on me. (laughs) I can can use it. Maybe not all of us have the genes. uh, But, you know, she did say, quote, if one is happy in their own skin, we should not be made to cover up our face with makeup. Our flaws make us who we are, and that's what makes every individual unique, she added. And also, she doesn't seemingly has as many, as, as many flaws. So, it's a, <laughs> But yes, I, I agree. I agree. I think that's a wonderful sentiment. And, you know, I don't know about you, Mark, but the older I get, the more that I'm comfortable with myself and how I look and my bald head, uh, the better my life is. Um, this kind of body positivity reminds me of one of my favorite artists, Lizzo. Do you follow Lizzo on Instagram, Mark? I, I don't. I, I don't follow her on Lizzo, but I listen to her music. I'm just not up on her social media, though. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Check out Lizzo's IG because it is the most body positive, fun, silly stuff. Um, big fan. And I'm sure that this woman would also or is or would be a big fan. Um, the director of the Miss England concert actually told CNN in a statement on Friday that we introduced the barefaced top model round in 2019 as most contestants were submitting highly edited images wearing lots of makeup and we wanted to see the real person behind the makeup. Did they though? I don't know. I mean, the director of Miss England, if <laughs> I haven't been to a lot of these beauty pageants, but I'm glad that they're making this move, of course. Is it a marketing ploy or is it sincerely wanting to see what we look like beneath the surface? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I was drawn to another quote that the Miss England finalist, uh, Miss Ralph, shared when she said, uh, it means a lot to me as I feel many girls of different ages wear makeup because they feel pressured to do so. And I feel like that Mm kind of gets at it as well, you know, because to your point, Bill, you know, when a company says like, oh, no, no makeup or, you know, whatever new kind of standard, right. it, it, it can be tough to know, like the true intentions of a corporation, you know, so. But sure. uh, but at least with this individual, you know, they're like, hey, this is how I feel comfortable in myself. And if I can get a platform to say that this version of, you know, presenting yourself to the world, normalizing that, helping other people that might feel pressure, I think is a positive thing. You know, it's tough us two dudes sitting here talking about the makeup because we don't have to go through that. And, and, you know, girls at such a young age have to go through all that. And and I am so overwhelmed just walking through a makeup aisle and, uh, you know, glad that maybe maybe we're we're overtaking that multi-billion, probably trillion dollar industry and uh, making people feel good about who they are. Because guess what, listener? You're beautiful just the way you are. Yeah, I think that's a good, good point to remember that it's like, you know, that's not our experience, but but also uh, it seems like this person is having a positive experience uh, now wearing makeup, and that's great. That's great for them. Uh, and also, uh, 
Lizzo's acceptance speech. Did you see that that was going around? I, she, you know, oh, I don't know. I have. I'm right, we'll, we'll talk about it. But you mentioned Lizzo, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll I I'll love it too. But love she recently her. did an acceptance speech where she was talking about where she won an award, and it, it was awesome. So when you mentioned you were mentioning Lizzo, that came to mind. But I'll, I'll send it to yeah. you. It's, it's okay. It's a good. It's a good hype. I was hyped up after listening. I was like, yeah, yeah, amen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it hypes me up. She number one track on all of my playlists is yeah. the Lizzo track. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Awesome. So, Bill, this next story, <laughs> you know, we all ready for some uh, South Carolina sports mascot stuff? All right. So, this is the headline. Hit it. Uh, Cock Commander, leading fan vote for South Carolina's new mascot name. So, mm-hmm. South Carolina's live rooster mascot, they're going to be renamed uh, for the season opener that's coming up in September against Georgia State. And the reason is, well, I'll back up. The mascot's currently named Sir Big Spur. And so the name has to be changed (laughs) because there's a disagreement between the bird's original owners, uh, Mary Snelling and Ron Albertelli, and the new owners, Beth and Van Clark. And so the dispute comes down to whether or not the animal's comb on its head should be trimmed. And so the original Hmm. owners trim the rooster's comb, which is that red fleshy area on his head. Uh, And this was to make the bird look more like a fighting gamecock. However, Clarks, the new owning, the, the new people that own it, have chosen to keep the comb intact, citing health benefits. Therefore, mm. the agreement with the original owners has expired and will not renew. Interesting. So, yeah. So, it's kind of like docking. Like the, I feel like like tails, you know, like I have a, a, a dog, Susan, mm-hmm. who I know I've mentioned on the podcast before. It's a little chihuahua terrier. And they docked her tail. So they cut off her tail before. I wouldn't have done that. But when she was a puppy, and it's like one of those weird cosmetic things they do. And, you know, I guess I kind of lean towards not cutting things. But, you know, when cocks are what we're talking about, there's a lot of slicing going on in all different kinds of situations <laughs> on the fleshy area of its head. And so, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to be a, a complete hypocrite as a human being. But, um, <laughs> well, you know, as, as of right now, the current name on the Twitter handle of this rooster market is saying it's, it's mascot. kind of reminds me when the Washington... Red, or, oh my gosh, I almost said that. I almost said the old name. The Washington Commanders almost reminds me when the Washington Commanders were just the Washington football team. Mm-hmm. Um, never want to say the old name. And, uh, but right now, because of this dispute, of course, the Gamecocks rooster is now just mascot. Um, and it's unclear what the name will be, but it's not stopping the fans from making suggestions. Yeah. So the leading suggestion in one particular vote. Uh, leading with about 57% of the nearly 3,000 votes so far uh, at the time that this particular article was uh, written. This is from KY Insider. Um, the leading name is Cock Commander. Uh, so, <laughs> which, I mean, <laughs> pretty cool name, you know? I mean, yeah, it's right? cool. I don't you know. know. It, if you're the Gamecocks, right. Cock Commander doesn't even it seems fine yeah you know i I, i'm a uga grad so i like it when we play the gamecocks because they would lose a lot because we're way better than them but you know every once in a while i will say actually when i was in school every once in a while they would they would come back and beat us and they had a good team and and you know kudos to those guys but uh most of the time we beat them and cock commander has some oomph i mean i feel like if you got a bunch of college dudes coming out and they know that they're the cock commanders 
maybe put a couple W's on the board. A couple more W's (laughs) up there. (laughs) Uh, Bill, it's interesting. It looks like, I don't know. I I don't know my birds super well, but it looks like there's a bird trying to knock on the door. Oh, yeah. I I forgot to tell you, Mark. I'm so happy to introduce. This is a surprise to you, but I was able to pull in the the cock commander. Really? Uh, Yeah. We actually have an interview with a potential new mascot of the South Carolina Gamecocks, the cock commander. Come on in, cock commander. Hey, everyone. It's me, the cock commander. Oh. Oh, the new mascot. Go team. Cock Commander, wow, you're a little different than I thought you'd be. No, I'm a Cock Commander. I command. You, you can tell because I'm a bird and I'm a. Look at you're me. Very, you're very slouched and kind of like, is that mange? A lot of your feathers are kind of falling out. Oh, I guess I am feeling a little down, but this is. I'm all about the team spirit. I hope we win a lot of. I hope we win a lot of games. Okay, well. I guess, honestly, I know you're trying out for this, but Cock Commander, I thought you'd be a little bit more, I don't know, gung-ho. and. Uh, and to be uh, honest, uh, competition is a lot for me. I don't I don't know all the plays and the rules of football. Please don't put me on the field. Well, just that's just part find of... a spot for me on the sideline, and I promise I won't, I won't move. <laughs> well, you got to kind of move around and, and oh. cheer people up. That's your, your role as the oh, Cock Commander. Know. I don't know. I start flapping my wings and I go into the sky. And I'm afraid of heights. You're you're crying. Do you and need I'm a tissue? I'm afraid of traveling long distances because I don't have a passport or any form of oh, identification. No. And then what if I what if I needed to present that and then I get turned into food? So. Oh no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that would be terrible. Right. Right. Anyway, well, I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm maybe being a downer. I don't mean to do that. I'm here to, I'm here to be the commander. You're, I'm here to be the new cock commander. That's what I'm here to do. You're a little bit of a downer, cock commander. That's no, true. No, 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 no. Fine. How about this? How about this? Uh, I can, I can bring things up. I can, I can, I can turn this around. All right. So, okay. in Great. this next game, how about, how about at halftime, we're just like everyone <laughs> did a good job. Let's all go home. Everyone's <laughs> you can't leave at halftime, Cockamander. That's the middle of the game. Oh, so maybe what if we did it after the first quarter? No, so wait, okay, hey, that's earlier. That, that, that's the opposite. So that's, you're saying you're we going... should cancel the game entirely? No, no. You got to play the full. You're the Cockamander. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know. Well, I, uh, I'm just a little flustered here. Oh, where'd I go? Well, Cockamander, I appreciate you coming by. I think, uh, you know, good luck out there, okay. you know, commanding. And, uh, you know, I just think maybe you should work on your presence a little bit. Yeah, no, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, I probably came on a little strong, so I'll try to learn how to like, not take up as much space. <laughs> no, no, you got to come on right. stronger. Take okay, up all we'll, the space. We'll cut to commercial. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, y'all. And we're back. And Bill, I really love this story that you found uh, from The Guardian. Uh, the headline is, uh, The Black Mothers Finding Freedom in Mushrooms. Uh, they Give Us Our Power Back. Uh, and so this is about uh, a group of black mothers and women of color, uh, and they regularly gather together to take uh, psilocybin mushrooms. And so this group originally connected uh, through the Instagram account, The Ancestor Project, which is a BIPOC-run account that encourages holistic healing. And, you know, they met in person at the California Psychedelic Conference in May. And the community began with 15 people and has grown to nearly 45 members. And their first ceremony took place in late June of this year. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I was really interested by that and interested by, you know, the impact psychedelics have had exponentially recently. And we'll, we'll do a deep dive on psychedelics soon, so stay tuned for that. But on helping people with trauma, it's kind of become known as this just catalyst for 
uh, the ability to help people heal with trauma. And should the caveat there is we're not trying to tell everybody to go out and start taking mushrooms and go to your job or anything like that. You know, there's the reason this group is so cool is they're doing it together. Clearly, they have a, a method. They have a, a process that they're doing it. Um, and, you in you know, with a doctor's supervision or a shaman and, you know, in, in old cultures, there usually would be someone there leading you through this journey. Um, but just so excited to hear uh something to give them their power back is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't know a ton about psychedelics, but when I do hear about psychedelics, you don't really hear about it from the perspective of black mothers. And that's True. what I thought was really interesting. And, and the article goes on to say that, you know, they've used this as a way to deal with stress, anxiety, become better parents, as well as heal uh, from racial trauma. Um, a quote says, I think, uh, black people need psychedelics. Being a black person, I've realized a lot of the trauma I have are intergenerational. This is from Destiny Rock, who's a 27-year-old stay-at-home mom. They, the quote goes on to say, uh, this community is really important because these are women who are not afraid to push the boundaries that have been set in place by non-black people. And uh, Sunumi Jackson, who's an ethiogen educator, uh, wants mm. to change the thinking. Uh, they had a quote saying, mushrooms have no race, uh, is what she said. Yeah, that's one of those things, you know, that, that certain drugs kind of get attached to a certain subset of society. And that's the whole thing that happened with Timothy Leary and LSD back in the 60s is it was actually being studied and used in these really important ways. Uh, and then it got you know, attached to hippie culture and made illegal. And there certainly were people abusing it. But it's kind of similar when you go back in time and look at how marijuana was made illegal to kind of control Mexicans and minorities. You know, initially, that was a big part of, of that. Um, and I think that, you know, the fact that maybe it was attached to these hippie, this hippie culture, and hopefully we've expanded beyond that. And you know, it's so exciting to hear that people are finding these positive benefits. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Jackson also had a quote where they went on to say that uh, the war on drugs caused the black community to have a fear towards substances. Because of that fear, we've avoided potential things that could help us uh, like mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, which I, I just thought was an interesting perspective on this, you know, just like because yes. uh, I think the war on drugs has made, you know, a relationship to certain drugs just more more complicated, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we did a story talking about, you know, minorities, black people are sometimes it's like five to ten times more likely to get arrested for using, you know, drugs like even marijuana. So, you know, hopefully that's changing as these, it becomes more legal. But it does make sense that that, you know, the fear of that would make this pushback on drugs. So that's another thing to your point earlier, Mark, about like black moms. Cause usually when you think about moms, you're thinking about the people that are telling you not to do this stuff. <laughs> Sorry, moms. Sorry, moms <laughs> out there. They're, they're the ones that are like, you know, stay away. Um, so, so glad that they've been able to uh, push through that and then find a healing part of that. I mean, it, experimenting with psychedelics does, and, and this is a caveat here, pose major risks, including hallucinogen persisting perception disorder. And uh, despite these risks, the mothers hope to use mushrooms to combat deep-seated trauma. And it's another reason I would just say, you know, set and setting, uh, making sure you're in the right mindset, my right setting, uh, working with doctors or counselors. And 
you know, if you have a predisposition to mental illness in your family, it can exacerbate that sometimes. You know, I'm saying that out loud. That could be BS. You know, mm-hmm. I have heard that in the past. As we when we do our deep dive, that's been something I've always kind of heard. But I'm be curious if there's any science nowadays to back that up. Yeah, you know, Bill, it's interesting you say that because it's just like I just don't know a lot about psychedelics. It's just like something mm-hmm. you don't know much about. Period. You know, we haven't think- been. Yeah, we haven't been listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. That's a, <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been avoiding my, my, but Michael Michael Pollan is a great writer. He talks about it. Anyway, I jumped I jumped all over you. Oh, uh, no, it's all good. So, it's all good. Uh, I just wanted to share another quote from Amanda Deleuze, who's a part of this uh, group of Black mothers, who's a part of this um, group. Uh, mm. They had a quote saying, I think it's really important that Black mothers do this healing work because they can find liberation and a freedom that is not allowed to us in our day-to-day lives. It mm. gives Black women their power back. It reminded me that I'm allowed to be seen and heard. So I thought that was a powerful quote. Um, that, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what a cool, you know, and and it kind of, I know this was tying it back to just the, the no makeup story. You know, there's, I think, the part of our society so much where it's who you are is not okay. So you got to put on this, you got to wear this thing or or wear this makeup or act this certain way. And I think one of the things about hallucinogens is is ego death is something they refer to. And I promise I haven't been listening to the <laughs> that other dude's podcast. I don't know if he talks about that. Uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. But um, yeah, and, and so allowing you to, uh, it reminds me that I'm allowed to be seen and heard. What a powerful, what a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and and something that we all need to, well, not all of us, Joe Rogan, but uh, <laughs> need to remember is that, you know, you your voice matters, your creativity matters. There's only one of you in the world and there's only one of you that can contribute in the way that you can. And that's important. And, you know, unless you're Ted Cruz, I just want to say that as well. Ted Cruz. I'm Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. I don't know. Don't know what he can contribute. I don't know why I got political there, but um, <laughs> Bill, I feel, I, like, can... I feel like next week it's just going to be like it was just like, man, I'm in these beefs, you know, like for this podcast. Now I'm in these beefs. Now I'm in the studio. Uh, it'll be a whole, mm-hmm. it'll be a whole thing. It's just like I got to come up with these diss tracks, you know. It'll be great. It'll be great. <laughs> this story was kind of interesting, Mark. It's why experts want to rename monkeypox from the New York Times. And the question is, you hear monkeypox, your brain probably goes, monkeys, are they spreading monkeypox to humans? No. Researchers say the answer is no. But recently in Brazil, this unfounded fear that monkeys transmit the virus to people has spurred an outbreak of violence against marmosets and capuchin monkeys, leading to the death of at least seven animals, according to Brazilian officials. And you know, just as the so-called Spanish flu of 1918 wasn't born on the Iberian Peninsula, the spread of monkeypox has little to do with monkeys. In fact, scientists say that rodents are the most likely animal reservoir for the virus, uh, which is a cousin of smallpox, and made its first recorded leap to humans decades ago in the Democratic Republic of Congo. But in 1958, when Danish scientists first identified the virus in a colony of lab monkeys, they decided to bestow the naming honor on their captive primates. So that's where it, that's where it actually got the name. Yeah, yeah. And there's a quote that says, uh, names matter, and so does scientific accuracy, especially for pathogens and epidemics uh, that we are mm-hmm. trying to control. And that's from Tulio de, Lu- 
Oliveira, who is a bioinformatician at Stellenbosch University in South Africa. Um, and uh, it seems like in addition to, you know, trying to clear up the name monkeypox, they're also trying to make sure that the media covers this disease in the right way. So there was a letter that, mm. uh, that was sent out from Oliveira and there were and other scientists and it was an open letter urging, you know, uh, a number of things, including, uh, condemning media coverage of the monkeypox outbreak. And they were saying that some Western outlets had been using photos of, uh, lesion pocked Africans to illustrate an outbreak that was mostly entirely affecting, uh, white men. And many articles have also been wrongly describing the virus as uh, endemic to Africa, they wrote. So it just kind of sounds like, in addition to the name, there are just other ways that um, the virus has been covered at different points that they're saying that, that they would like to see improved. Yeah. Well, good. Um, yeah, I think we need to be careful. Names matter. The way that we say things matter. Um, you know, and so, you know, back when we were fighting in World War II, people were killing wiener dogs, dachshunds, you know, because they were German dogs. I, I just hope people take a breath, you know, don't punch a primate. Um, it's not their fault. <laughs> not not that our listeners are the ones, I hope not, are doing that. But if you listen to Ridiculous News and Monkeypox is making you angry, just know that uh, you don't need to take it out on the monkeys. Uh, get you a vaccine if you're really concerned. And um, please be kind. Yes, be kind. It's me, the cock commander. Oh, cock commander. I would hate it if someone punched me because they thought I lost the football game. So don't go out punching monkeys. It, it, it's not their fault. Cock commander, you're, you're crying still. Let's go to commercial. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i used to have so many men how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks with zero qualifications she had a harvard plaque tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. 
about $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, we're back for a little bit of dessert. And this dessert story is about a guilt ridden footballer who scored a dubious goal and he organized a replay of a school match 50 years later and by footballer we're talking soccer because we're uh over across the pond and this uh quote is a guilt footballer organized a rematch between two primary schools which you know is like elementary schools here in um the u.s uh because during oh my gosh this british name Graeme Jones, a formal Navy training instructor, admitted shoving a goalkeeper with his hands on the ball five yards over the goal line to earn a controversial draw in a match played in September 1972. Uh, Mr. Jones, 60 years old, said he was determined to put right a wrong when he learned the results lasting impact on his aggrieved local rivals and spent 18 months assembling the same lineup <laughs> from the Gaten Primary School team who took on St. Peter's C of E school in the rural. Um, so they were 10 years old, and now here it is 50 years later. Yeah. Uh, some of them might have varied in age a bit, but um, the PE teacher, the former PE teacher, Alan Jones, uh, who had awarded his team their contentious equalizer, was given the honor of observing the coin toss before officiating the match for the first five minutes of play. Um, so they could have gotten away with some stuff, maybe, if that PE teacher <laughs> If they're 60, that PE teacher, that's the time that you push people is when the 80-year-old the PE teacher's up there. But uh, the, the guy who put the game together, Mr. Jones, said that, quote, we got stuffed because they had to bring on a couple of ringers, but my demons have been put to bed and my conscience is clear now, and we have... And we would have still lost regardless. Uh, I'm not going to belittle him in this next quote. And as I said, he said, as I said before, if we lose, we lose. And I wanted to turn a wrong into a right. It was very, very surreal to do as the official photo as we wanted to capture it more or less exactly as it was at school. And they do have this great photo 
of all these very British looking gentlemen. I don't know what it is about people that just makes them look British. You know, obviously the soccer uniforms uh, and some of these uniforms, like I love these guys, a little too tight, a little bit too tight for them at their age. Um, there's a lot of photos of them kind of like breathing heavily and falling down. Um, but it looks like they gave it their all. Yeah, it's pretty cool. One thing that was interesting about this story, aside from the fact of getting people together 50 years later to replay, you know, what was would, what would have been our version of an elementary school match. That's wild. That's legendary. But also mm-hmm. what I'm curious about is, you know, what he was saying was when he became aware of the impact that, you know, the dubious call had, I'm kind of curious what it was that weighed on him all those years, you know? Mm-hmm. Um it would have been that goalkeeper turned to drinking something sad out something. on the streets, you know, you know, lots of tears. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently somehow it really, really left a mark. Yeah. But it sounds like an awesome movie. I would love to watch a movie <laughs> about a guy trying to round up two rival teams from elementary school and he has to overcome whatever it is that has been keeping them from reuniting after all this time. And you dated found- Becky. Yeah. Becky was my girl, and you dated <laughs> Becky. How would I? I could not have never forgiven you. <laughs> forgive yeah. him, Charles. Forgive him. <laughs> I see you on the field. <laughs> hey, guys, I just want to say, it's me, Cock Commander. Oh, hey, Cock Commander, you say, just keep this, hiding under the table. This is the kind of game that I could be a great mascot for. And, you know, what I realized is, you can make a mistake at one point, but then you can correct things. And I got to say, I'm ready. I'm ready to go out there. I'm ready to be a commander. I'm ready to command nice. some cocks. I'm, yeah. ready. I'm ready to take them on down. We're winning the SEC. We're winning the wow. NCAA wow. football championship. We're winning okay. the Super Bowl. I'm winning I, everything. Well, that's different. I'm taking over the New wow. York Stock Exchange. I'm, Holy I'm taking, crap. I'm taking over Broadway. I'm Your taking eyes over, are turning red. I'm going to Flavortown and I'm challenging Gauthieri in a in a in a in a cage match to the to, to the end. That's what I'm Damn. that's what I'm gonna do. I'm in gonna I'm gonna fan that this is incredible. Ooh. It looks like your feathers have, have gotten even larger yeah, in, the, in the last couple my minutes. Wings, my wings are growing yeah. my wings are growing I'm flapping yeah. my wings Wow I'm this is so much it's so wings. I'm up high in the sky you guys you're flying you're flying I'm, I'm flying look at you away. flying I'm going Destiny! Goodbye, Cock Commander. Good luck. Bye, Cock Commander. Wow. Well, I'm ha- wow, I'm what a turn. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm cool. really happy for him, too. Mm-hmm. He really turned it around. I agree. I agree. Well, I, I'm glad things worked out for the Cock Commander. Hope we see him again soon, someday. Yeah. Well, well speaking of people who uh, are like Cock Commander and yeah. find a lot of power and uh, oomph, in, in confidence in their life. The last story we'll throw at you is that this Uber driver, Fritz Sam, rescued people from a burning Brooklyn building. Uh, this is from the Washington Post. And he was driving around New York just as he had done for the past seven years. But moments into his second ride of the day, uh, his morning took a terrifying turn. He found himself sprinting towards a burning building. Mm. Five minutes in the ride, he said, this is a quote, we're passing a block, and I noticed that there's some activity going on in front of a brownstone. I realized it was a fire. Saw it, he saw a second-story floor window completely engulfed in flames, and he 
I love this. He turned to the passenger and asked, can we stop and help? Yeah. And the passenger, who was 29, said, obviously, mm-hmm. um, which is go passenger. Mm-hmm. Um, from outside, it looks serious. Uh, Sam, the hero in this case, is, uh, has daughters ages seven and nine, and said, quote, I could imagine what it must have looked like in the apartment. Mm. I love this. He goes in, he hands a stranger a cell phone. He said, I just ran upstairs into the building screaming, everybody get out. He saw one man who insisted on retrieving something quickly from another floor. He also found a woman at the top of a staircase with smoke billowing behind her. He urged her to exit the building, but she refused. I think she was in shock, but she didn't want to leave. And it took a little bit of negotiating, a.k.a. Sam saved her life. Yeah. Uh, He said, I'm not leaving without you. And uh, if you're not leaving, I'm not leaving, is what he told her. So... Wow. Pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Very powerful. And he said in another quote, he said, I felt like I had a responsibility to do this. Uh, He added that he wasn't about to leave the scene if people were possibly stuck inside. So he went on to say, I had to do something. Uh, He said, it's not my family, but it's someone else's family. If it was my family and I wasn't able to be there, I would hope that somebody else would go in and help them. Right. Uh, And Uber caught wind of it. Of course, they saw the tweet, the CEO thanked him. All, you know, if it hadn't been in the press, would they have been like, you didn't get the times, your I times know. are down, your times are down. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> this is this is good PR for them. And, you know, it's, it's funny because he says at the end here, you know, he's been honored as a hometown hero, as he should be. Uh, and he said that while he's humbled by all this praise, he simply did what he felt he had to do. Quote, anybody could do this. We all have it in us. I don't know, Sam. I don't know. Uh, I hope we do. But, you know, from working on, you know, when I was working on cruise ships for a while, I worked Mm -hmm. with some Royal Navy, former Royal Navy commanders, not cock commanders, but Royal Navy commanders. And I think one of the things about that you learn, and and I think probably people in the armed forces might know this, I'm I'm not that, but is that you never really know how you're going to react in an emergency situation. And there are people like the person who Sam saved on the stairs who react with shock. And and sometimes he's like, you know, with this commander, he's like, it's people you wouldn't expect. It might be the most confident person you know who goes inside. And then the, the, the musicians, a lot of times on ships, it's the musicians that end up helping and saving people. Mm. I don't know why, I guess music heals the soul. Um, but all that to say, definitely, you know, help out if you can and don't feel bad if you need to ask for help. I think that's the one thing. If you see someone who needs that help, even no matter how physically strong they are, be a Sam and uh, tell them you're not going to leave until they leave. I think uplifting story mm-hmm. brings us to the spring of inspiring inspirations. Uh, and this is a great one from the legendary one of the greatest, if not the greatest, tennis player of all time, uh, Serena Williams. Yes. Great quote from Serena, where it says, I really think a champion is defined not by their wins, but by how they can recover when they fall. A great reminder from Serena Williams. And a good reminder for Cock Commander, because uh, he really picked himself up, I think, and channeled some of that. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And as always, thank y'all so much for tuning in to Ridiculous News. You got a lot of choices. We love having you here. Please come back. We enjoy spending our time with you. Hey, it's me, Call Commander, back just one oh, last time. And yeah, I'm just going to hey. close us out. I'm going to close us Great. out. So, yeah, hey, I love these guys, Bill and Mark. They really were a big part of my like journey of turning my life around. So you should stay in touch with them. 
So you can email them at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com and on Facebook and IG. Follow Ridiculous News. And you can check out uh, their comedy videos at Mark Kendall Comedy. Let's roll credits, baby. See y'all. Thanks, Scott Commander. Thanks, Scott Commander. Bye, y'all. Bye. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.